Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 51 of Design Chat with Josh. I'm your host, Josh Reach, and in this podcast, we are going to talk about digital product design and, uh, in particular today, digital product design for seniors. Um, And this actually crosses over a little bit into just plain visual and graphic design as well. Uh, But I want to share uh, a little bit of my experience designing for senior citizens, um, or the elderly or the older population, basically people 65 and up. uh, And in particular here in America, Uh, this has been something that I had done in the past at a previous uh, job I had It was actually my first job as a, a UX designer in the product world. And uh, I got to learn a lot about seniors. Um, but actually, before I even got into that role as a UX designer, I also worked for the same company as a senior graphic designer on a different team uh, and uh, was creating marketing materials for them as well. So I'll share a little bit of insight um, that maybe crosses over in the graphic design. But uh, what I learned, though, over those two years uh, was something that it will always stick with me. Uh, and, it, and it's a lot of things actually that I've learned about designing for seniors and the power of the older population, especially here in America, but really all over the world. It's not just here in America. Um, I will speak mostly about designing for seniors here in America. Um, no, I will not be sharing any secrets or anything like that. I'll just be sharing general insight uh, and things I learned just from observing and talking um, and, and creating for this older population that is just growing and growing uh, at an unbelievable rate. And um, the reason why is simply because people live longer. Um, even though we're in a pandemic right now, which is I'm not going to ignore that. (laughs) Um, So little disclaimer there, you know, yes, I understand we're in a pandemic and seniors are uh, one of the the most vulnerable in the situation right now. Um, But uh, I have have faith that they're, you know, we're going to make it out of this right now. Vaccines are are on the way. Um, but we're not here to talk about the pandemic. We are here to talk about seniors. So uh, pandemic or not, they are still a big part of the consumer market and a very big growing population. Uh, so when I worked for a company that was exclusively focused on the aging and older population, um, it just it opened my eyes to just how much I was ignoring that population before. Um, as a designer, that is. As a person, I've always had a soft spot for seniors um, and for for the elderly, and actually more so than children. Um, to believe it or not, um, I know that might sound heartless, but you know, I I, I could sit and talk to a senior citizen for hours. Um, I love hearing their stories. I love talking to them. Um, they have so much experience and 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 just wisdom and and, and different perspectives, both old and new. Um, and, and they're just a, a, they're fascinating people. And also, at one point in time, if we're all lucky, we will be growing old just like them. Um, and so I've smashed a lot of stereotypes that I had uh, about senior citizens while being a designer, <clears throat> excuse me, being a designer for seniors. Uh, but I, um, I, I want to share some of that with you. Now, some of you who maybe follow me on Medium, you might be thinking, wait, didn't he write an article about this? Yes. <laughs> so on uh, the UX Collective um, or UXdesign.cc uh, on Medium, yes, I did write uh, what designing for seniors has taught me. Uh, it was a li- almost a year ago that I wrote this article, uh, and I never did a, a podcast episode about it. So this is essentially, it's not going to be a total like 
you know, play by play of that article. Um, but a, basically a podcast version of it. So if you don't like reading a eight minute article, <laughs> then you can listen to a, uh, I don't know, probably will end up being a 30, 40 minute podcast episode. So let's jump into this and talk about what it's like to design for seniors, because it might surprise you on how much fun and challenging it can actually be. And also how important it might be to your role right now as a product designer. The first big thing that I learned uh, when it came to designing for senior citizens was a, a lesson that I think every product designer has to understand. Uh, and we we usually do at some point in time, we, we understand this, we, we get to know this idea of never underestimating the user. Okay, so whoever you're creating for, designing for, you know, don't underestimate them. Uh, don't think you know everything you know, or you, you, you think you need to know about them, right? Um, you know, basically, when, when we all assume it makes us all assholes or something like that, I think is the, the saying, right? Um, but, uh, but, you know, that's kind of what I did when I when I got into this was, you know, I, I first of all, I'd already worked on the marketing side, um, and really understood a lot of, you know, kind of Medicare and, and senior retirement and senior citizens and that perspective and what was important to them as consumers. Um, but I didn't know fully like what they needed or what they desired in a digital product until I started working as the a UX designer for them. Um, and I started getting into the, into product more, um, and that's where a lot of this, the assumptions I had in these kind of stereotypes around senior citizens started to get smashed. Um, and it was, it was actually really nice to have these things smashed because it was really exciting to learn um, that, you know, this assumption that I think a lot of people have that, oh, well, senior citizens, they just want giant, you know, jitterbug cell phones with big buttons that flip open, you know, they don't need apps, you know, or, you know, they don't want to use the same apps as the rest of us, you know, the boomers don't want that. They don't want that, right? Well, that's actually really wrong. And it's actually very, very, uh, kind of selfish to think that too, that they, they just, they want the basic stuff and, you know, that's just what they want. The, the reality as I came to learn, uh, you know, over the years was senior citizens desire the same type of technology that anybody else does in any other age group for, to be totally honest, um, maybe a little less than maybe, you know, than somebody in their twenties. Um, and you know, maybe they won't be jumping on TikTok right away. Right. But they still desire social media. They still desire that nice iPhone, a nice smartphone with all these apps. They want to have that technology. They still desire to have that technology. And for the most part, like they understand that, yes, they are old, but they don't want to be treated like that way all the time, right? Like they don't, they, you know, oh yeah, I'm old, but like, yeah, I need to make the, you know, the font on my phone a little bit bigger than you do, but I still want to use the same phone and I still want the same cameras and I still want the same features and I still want the same fitness tracking software that you use as a, you know, millennial or as a Gen Zer. I just need to use it a little bit differently. And so that's where like product designers really come in handy is, you know, we can create and adapt our products to fit the needs 
and desires of seniors. And it doesn't have to be gaudy and ugly either. And that was another thing, you know, is I, you know, my, my assumption, my stereotype was they wanted big buttons and it was just going to be super intrusive to the design and it was going to be terrible and all this. And, and the reality is it didn't have to be that big. Things did have to be somewhat scalable. Right. But it, it, when, when I started to watch like, you know, these unmoderated user tests that I was doing, I, I, I noticed that like, even with limitations in like dexterity and like how, you know, they have to use a phone, maybe two handed, of course, a lot of us do now because these phones have gotten so big. Right. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of them will use phones two handed, but you know, it's just a slightly different way of using the same technology that we use. So they still use it, you know, and yes, they might favor an iPad over an iPhone sometimes when they're, you know, browsing around on the internet, then it makes sense. It's a bigger screen, right? So make sure that your apps scale nicely to an iPad or design an iPad app to go with it. You know, if you have a big enough market and there's budget, obviously there's a lot of things to consider there, right? But when you're just designing for seniors, it's like, you've got to really think about like, how does this scale on the things that they use? And oh my God, these devices are the same things that everybody else uses. Um, you know, yes, there's always going to be a market for those stupid, hideous jitterbug cell phones. Um, they're getting a little better, but I think it's just an archaic way of thinking and a bit of a money grab. But anyway, um, you know, but, but you can design for seniors and, and, and that kind of brings me into, you know, you can design for seniors without sacrificing design for anybody else. And that's really because, you know, when you design for seniors and you're designing for accessibility, accessibility is a win for everyone. Like everybody wins when something is accessible and easy to use. And it doesn't have to be blatantly obvious that it was designed for a senior either. It could be very nicely, elegantly designed and you know, you can go ahead and have some younger people maybe want to be using that app as well or that website. Um, so you, you've got to really learn to, to get rid of these assumptions that you have when you're designing for a senior population. And actually, that, that reminds me too, there was one particular test in particular where I, it's, I, there was something that some, somebody was using in a user test. They're, they're testing a prototype I had created. And the, I can't remember the exact accessibility tool. It was something built into the iPhone. And it was a feature of the iPhone that I didn't even know was a thing. And I didn't even know it existed. It was buried in the settings. And like I ended up actually learning things from seniors in user tests about my iPhone, which I had used in, you know, for years and years and years. And I'm in my 30s. You know, I grew up with you know, <laughs> the beginning of the smartphone, right? I grew up with you know, dumb phones too, but like I'd learned something, you know, and it was moments like that where I was like, oh yeah, I've got to stop assuming I know what these people need and use uh, and, and how they can function on technology because they're far more advanced than you think, right? Senior citizens are not helpless. They are very capable and very, very smart when it comes to technology. The, but, you know, it, it comes to accessibility though, right? Um, and I think we're the, the, the stopping point for seniors is when it, when it comes to whether they'll use a, an app or a website or a piece of technology is they don't want to be inconvenienced. And when you think about it, we don't want to be inconvenienced either, even as a younger generation, right? Nobody wants to be inconvenienced. Nobody wants difficult design, right? We all desire beautiful, elegant design. That is still an aesthetic that we want and we desire, but 
when something's too small or you can't see a color, I'm very, very colorblind, for instance. So I understood and I at least had that empathetic perspective for seniors because a lot more senior men are colorblind than younger men. So I understood the struggles of not being able to see colors or having color labels without the accompanying, you know, icon or word to also label whatever that is, uh, because we can't just we can't see colors, right? So that's an accessibility thing, though. So you know, you really start to to realize, like, look, like. <laughs> You just need to design so that things are easy to use and then kind of the rest will follow. Um, so I know I'm kind of rambling here, but I'm getting to a point. And the point is like for seniors in particular, there are certain things you need to look out for, um, you know, and, but when you do look out for these things, it helps everybody use these, these apps, these devices. Um, and, and it's not just, something that's like nice to do for seniors either. It's also something that is kind of a good business move. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a little bit. And I'll share one of my favorite books, um, especially when it comes to designing for seniors um, and, and just kind of the buying power of the consumer market of seniors and how much influence they actually have uh, in the market. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the 20 somethings, the Gen Zers, the Gen Alphas now, you know, like they're the influencers. And it's like, yeah, but seniors have the money, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and they ultimately have the buying power. Um, so, so back to accessibility though. Okay. Um, so back to accessibility. When I, when I started to realize that like seniors just, they desired the same tech basically as a millennial, like there were still a few things that I had to keep in mind. And these things I feel like were definitely wins for any age group. Um, so the first thing is, you know, for seniors in particular, dexterity is definitely an issue, right? This is kind of, this stuff isn't really too much of a secret. When you think about it, you're like, oh yeah, this is like pretty obvious, right? But arthritis, years of hard work, and, you know, that makes smartphones difficult to use. It's a touchscreen, right? There's swiping gestures and things like that. Um, so basically, the, the thing is, like, providing things like fixed buttons, you know, to scroll through things or, um, you know, over-exaggerated interactions, maybe keep to a minimum, right? Um, so that way they can actually navigate these things easier. Uh, the reality is, like, that also would help too, where you can have both for a younger population and an older population, right? The, the buttons to go with the carousel, right? So you can swipe or tap a button and you can make it look pretty good as well. Um, and it also kind of gives another visual indicator that like, this is something you can swipe on, right? For the younger audience that just wants to, you know, swipe through something. Um, so, I mean, so dexterity can be an issue for sure, right, with seniors. And so you always got to kind of think of that. Think of the physical, like, way that they're holding a device um, or sitting at a computer or a desk. Um, one of my favorite things to do, actually, when uh, I travel, used to travel, I haven't traveled this year, <laughs> um, not that much. Um, I haven't flown, I should say. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. I did fly before everything shut down. Oh, that seems like so long ago. <laughs> anyway, 2020 is a weird year. But um, when I do fly, I like to observe how senior citizens or really anybody at this point, but like senior citizens especially are using technology. Are they using a phone? Are they using a tablet? I don't look at what they're doing on the screens. I just want to see how they're holding the device, how close they're holding it, how ingrained into that device they are. Are they just like nose deep, as nose deep into that 
that iPad as, you know, this, you know, 17 year old kid that's sitting next to their grandkid is to their smartphone, you know, they are right. Because we're all humans and we all have these same technology to, you know, desires. Right. Um, so it's just, it's interesting to see, like, you can really understand the dexterity issues and how they hold the device versus that younger person that might be sitting next to them. It's, it's fascinating to me. Um, but, you know, that goes into vision, you know, right? Like general rule of thumb, we all know this, right? Smallest text, probably no less than 14 point, 16 point preferably, right? When you're designing. Um, and you could still make really beautiful devices and interfaces this way. Um, because, I mean, honestly, I think more white space and larger text is actually becoming more of a trend anyway. Um, but then, you know, with vision comes color. I've already talked about, you know, colorblindness, right? Like I'm colorblind, so I can relate to this really well. Um, but make sure you're checking your color contrast and make sure that you are not just relying on color to identify things in your UI. Like that's a big no-no in general, but it really affects us colorblind people. So seniors, of course, after many, many years of, uh, you know, of, 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 eyesight of, of exposure to different, you know, light to different screens, different things, you know, your eyesight starts to go, right? Like it's just, it just, it starts to, to wear down and color starts to fade a little bit. Um, accuracy is another big thing I learned too, when it came to designing UI, as much as I love Apple devices and a lot of seniors will use iPads, it, the target areas of some of the buttons on the iPad are atrocious. Now, back to another thing I learned from a senior in a user test is you can actually put frames and around the buttons on the iOS interface. It's an accessibility feature. You can trigger in your settings. I don't remember exactly where because it's buried, but um, I learned that from somebody from a senior in a user test that, oh, you can put little target areas around the buttons so you know where every button is and where you can tap on iOS because some of those tap, you know, uh, target areas are super small on iPhones and iPads. Um, so it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a no brainer when you think about it, but it's like, we take it for granted as younger people, whereas older people, you know, it's poor eyesight, poor dexterity, you know, maybe a little arthritis. It's going to be hard to tap those small buttons in those small target areas. Um, but, uh, you know, it, that kind of also nicely goes into clarity, right? Uh, so you, I, the, the big thing I learned was you have to make things very clear. This is probably one of the most important lessons for seniors, besides the fact that they desire the same type of technology and, and capabilities that anybody else has. They also want to make sure that they are 100% confident for the most part, not every senior. Some of them are adventurous and like to explore, but they want to make sure they know what a button or an action or something is going to do on a website or an app before they get into it. And, you know, at first I was like, I don't know if this is, you know, but it's so true. You start to really see and observe it when you start testing with more and more seniors is you start to see like, oh, like they don't want to waste their time. They're not confident that they're going to get into something and be able to get back out of it if they don't know what it does, you know? So make sure you're clear as to what the action is. Make sure you're clear as to whatever interaction you're having them take part of in your interface that, you know, it's, it's clear what to do because they're not going to explore as much as somebody who's younger is because they don't want to get trapped in some place and they don't want to waste their time. Um, and the probably the worst part about this is, you know, if if they do 
if they do ditch your product, like the chances of them coming back for a senior is super low. So don't mess this up, right? Um, you know, and also don't make them remember things either. Um, you know, and this really goes for anybody. Like, I hate having to memorize interactions and how to use stuff. Video games are a perfect example, right? I'll veer off into video games. Switching between one video game to another and having to remember the controls is extremely frustrating. I've abandoned video games before because there's too many buttons to remember and too many button combinations to remember. And I don't like having to have a diagram up every time I need to learn how to, you know, change a, a, a weapon in Red Dead Online or something like that, right? So, you know, it, it, it's the same thing when you're designing for seniors, though, for anything, any type of app, any type of interface or device. Try not to let them think. And again, all this stuff I'm saying is super beneficial to anybody in any age group. If you can, if a Gen Zer doesn't have to remember a slew of interactions to interact with your product, that's a win for them too. They're going to be very happy about that. They're not probably going to be as vocal about it as a senior of like, who's going to be like, wow, this is really great. I like that. I don't have to, you know, seniors will notice it more because they've been kind of neglected, I think a little bit more. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it, it's a win for everybody. Right. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and, you know, this, a coworker of mine, you know, back when I was working at, at this company, you know, it was like, you know, if you design something that's easy to use for seniors, it will naturally be easy to use for everyone else. And it's super true. It really is. Um, so, you know, just because we're younger doesn't mean we should have to think harder about how to do things, right? And just because somebody's older doesn't mean that they can't have some beautiful interface or really cool app or useful tool, um, like some cool fitness tracking tool. You know, they should be able to have it. They should be able to get the same stuff that we have. So, and, and back to the similar desires too, though, and I know I touched on this a little, everybody does still want something that looks beautiful. They want a beautiful digital product. They just do. And I think this is something where for those of us who were graphic designers before we were deep into visual design, we understand this a lot easier than others who come into product design, right? Um, especially people who are just solely focused on UX design. You know, if you're just focused on UX, you care a little bit less about the aesthetics. Just, uh, just as my observation, um, I don't think you should. Um, just like how I don't think visual designers should care less about usability. But um, you know, everybody really does want a beautiful, sleek, gorgeous product or a beautiful, sleek, gorgeous interface. And seniors are no exception to that. So, you know, just imagine comparing your iPhone or your Samsung phone that you have now and then being forced because you couldn't get the font size bigger. You had some sort of disability or some sort of limitation, not even disability, but a limitation to using the phone, that, the nice smartphone that you have now. And so you're forced to use one of those jitterbug phones, Right where it's just assumed that everybody just wants a big red emergency button and big icons and they look like there's something that crawled out of 2003. Like it, it's, they're atrocious, right? They're terrible devices. They look awful. You know, they're, they're cheap. They're underpowered. Like they're terrible, right? Imagine being forced to use that and then seeing everybody else use the brand new iPhone 12 that just came out or the brand new Samsung Galaxy phone that just came out, right? 
And you're sitting there on the sidelines thinking, oh man, I got this ugly ass thing, right? And now seniors may not be as vocal about it sometimes, but it's still something that they care about. You know, it's when they do get that nice shiny iPad or that new iPhone, they're proud of it and they show it off, right? But And it goes the same with digital products. You know, if you have some atrocious looking app, it's going to have this subconscious effect of like, God, this thing is just fucking, it works, but it's ugly as, it's just ugly as sin. I can't stand it, you know, right? And, and that's, a, that's a big risk for you as a designer or any type of product creator is if you have an ugly looking product, somebody can come in and make something that's just as functional, but put maybe just a little bit more effort into making it look better. And boom, your users are going to jump ship like immediately. <laughs> like they're going to jump. They're going to leave you because you're going to be outdated. You're going to be, you know, something that's undesirable now and aesthetically just unpleasing and not something they want to show off. And I actually learned this lesson the hard ways because I was actually creating something once. And the beauty of designing for seniors is they, they're generally very nice, but they can be brutally honest. And like, sometimes they just don't give a fuck. Like they will be blatantly just totally honest. If something doesn't work, if something's frustrating, you will find out in a user test, no doubt. Um, you do have to kind of cut through some of the like niceties and things too sometimes, but like, they're definitely going to tell you. Um, so one thing, you know, I was, I kind of, when I first got into my first UX role, I was like, oh, I'm going to focus on UX, 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 UX. I wasn't looking at it as full-fledged product design right away. I kind of abandoned my, my, my visual design, you know, background a little bit. And I was creating stuff that just wasn't nice. And there were so many moments when I was just, I kind of stayed on the sidelines and I was like, oh, okay, right. It's functional. It's functional. Okay. Okay. It's functional. Right. It, so let's, yeah, like, like I'm not going to say anything. I know this, like there's a lot of things I want to do to the interface to make it look better. Like it needs to really look good. Then when this thing launched, like, and, and actually beforehand, even like we, st there's, there was feedback of like, well, it's a bit plain. It's a bit boring. And, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, why didn't I speak up? Why didn't I say something? And the reality is like, it's because people care about the aesthetics, you know, even seniors, they will jump ship. If you have a boring product, you know, visually boring product, but yes, it functions really well, you know, great. But like, as soon as somebody comes out with something nicer, they're going to leave you. It, it's, you know, because they know it, they acknowledge the fact that like, oh, this is a bit poor. It's a bit boring. It's a bit plain. I wouldn't show this off to my friends, but you know, cool. It works, right? don't be an idiot like I was. Like, make sure, especially if you have that visual background, stand up for great visual aesthetics. Don't let them sacrifice usability by, you know, by having nice aesthetics, but you need to make sure that you have some sort of nice, elegant, beautiful product for people to use, especially seniors, because they, yes, they do care about it. They really, really do care about the aesthetics. Um, but they will be honest with you, you know, and that was one thing I really learned a lot too, was seniors are amazing to do user testing with because first of all, I, I don't know, maybe I just personally like mesh really well with senior citizens, but like, I loved like listening to them, talking to them. Like it was amazing. They were just so comforting and, and, and welcoming, you know, and, and even if sometimes, you know, everybody is grumpy at some points, you know, even if somebody was a little grumpy, like 
you still were able to kind of like get a good sense of like what was bothering them, what wasn't bothering them, what they liked or didn't like in whatever testing you were doing. Um, but they will be really nice, you know, and I think this is kind of like with anybody, like I feel like millennials, we were very much this way. We're like, if you're user testing with millennials, you're going to have to read between the lines a little bit because, you know, we may be very opinionated, but there, there's a lot of us that are like empathetic to the extreme and we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So we'll try to find a good thing. Seniors do the same thing, right? So sometimes you do have to like read between the lines and listen to those verbal frustrations and huffs and puffs in your user testing when you're testing with seniors. Like I, I had to make sure I paid attention to that and make note of it. Um, cause they may say they like something, but you know, they struggled or they were tapping on the wrong thing or they tapped, you know, a bunch of angry times on something. But then we're like, Oh, there it is. That was my mistake. You know, it's like, no, it's not your mistake. Like don't, don't blame yourself, you know, which they do a lot. They will blame themselves for technology not working. And the reality is it's not their fault. Like it's technology working against them. Right. But at the same time, it is kind of helping though. So, you know, the, the fact that a lot of them can change the font size on their iPhones now, um, they can change the, the font size on their browsers, their screen reader technology, there's voice to text technology, which I found quite a few seniors did like to use. Um, you know, it, it, the reality is like technology is adapting. And so like as designers, like we need to learn that we're you know, we need to learn to adapt our digital products to seniors better. Um, and, and the whole reason why, and I know you might be thinking like, well, I don't really design for seniors. You know, they're a small portion of my market or something or a small portion of my user base, um, you know, or they're only half of my user base, right? Like, whereas I was designing exclusively for seniors. Um, so, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, right? Because I, I, I designed exclusively, exclusively for seniors. But the reality is, the senior population is a huge, huge consumer market. And so here is my recommendation from earlier. Okay, so there's a book recommendation that I have. It's called The Longevity Economy by Joseph Coughlin uh, from the MIT Age Lab. And it's one of my favorite books, actually, just in general, in because it was one of the most eye-opening books. And I actually read it as a graphic designer before I even got into product design. Um, and product design for seniors. I was a graphic designer for seniors uh, at this company. And, and, you know, the book is absolutely remarkable in explaining just how big the, cons like the consumer market is for senior citizens. Because again, it goes into like how people are living longer, right? But that's only one part of it, right? People are living longer. Retirement homes and, and nursing homes are becoming, and will, I believe too, and if you listen to the book, you'll probably believe this as well, will become kind of a thing in the past. Um, because people will learn to grow old in their own home with smart home technology, right? Things like sensors that can detect, you know, uh, falls and, you know, connected devices that allow family or caretakers to tap into and check in on, on seniors without having to actually go over there all the time. And it gives the seniors and, and elderly more freedom um, and so that they don't feel like they're being babysat all the time. Right. Uh, so it gives them that freedom and that, that individuality and that, that independence. Um, and it's all because of technology. And so when we're designing our digital products and we're designing things like mobile apps, right. I'll, I'll use mobile apps for an example here. 
you know, we need to make sure that, you know, oh, that smart home app that we're using is friendly for seniors as well. Because someday, if not today, it's going to be used by them as kind of a lifeline and something that makes it easier for them to live and be more independent and continue to keep their independence. Um, And it's a big deal. Uh, But they also have an unbelievable amount of buying power. Yes, a lot of them are on fixed incomes because of retirement, right? But a lot of them have saved up money and they've saved up for this moment in their life to now where they can finally be free to do and explore what they want. And yes, they may be 65 or 70 years old, but they've still got a lot of dexterity and they've still got a lot of ambition. Yes, they might be a little slower than some of us millennials that like to speed walk down the street, but they are going to more than likely see and do more things in a year than we will, right? Because they're not stuck behind a desk or they're not stuck at a job all day. Um, So they're spending more. There's more of a potential to not just improve the lives of seniors, but also to tap into that consumer market. So definitely read the longevity economy because it goes into a lot of great things from the MIT Age Lab. I'll be sure to put the name of the book and and the spelling of Joseph Coughlin in, in, in the description of this episode. Um, so go find it on Amazon. I highly recommend it. The audiobook is really good as well. Um, but it's very eye-opening. And whether you're primarily designing for seniors or not, like it, it, it doesn't matter. Like this is a market that's going to always be here and it is continuing to grow. And the book goes into details of just how much the senior population is going to grow in the future. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. Um, you know, I know a lot of us youngins, we like to think that we are the drivers and the ones that choose how a market and, and you know, especially a consumer market will go. Um, and yes, we do have a lot of influence, but um, there is a bigger power, <laughs> let me tell you, um, a much, much bigger power. Uh, so it's, it's, it's very fascinating. It's very exciting to, to read that and, and to listen to it. Um, But, you know, the other way I look at it, too, is I'm not just, you know, when I was designing exclusively for seniors, like I wasn't just designing for the users that I knew about and that I was testing with, but like for my own grandparents and my own parents someday. And eventually, like I said, if we're all lucky, we're going to grow old as well. And that technology will hopefully be available to us and even better, right? So we've got to set that, you know, pave the way and set that standard for future generations when it comes to product design to make sure that we're actually making stuff that is accessible, usable, delightful, and fun and beautiful. Because (laughs) even if some seniors nowadays don't care as much about aesthetics, we know who we are, the younger generations. And we are 100% visual people and we care about aesthetics so much. So when we get into that age group, mm, you know, we're, <laughs> the aesthetics and the, pleasant, the pleasantry of using something, not just the ease of use, but the pleasantry of using it is also going to have a, a huge impact on our buying habits someday. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I I hope this was helpful. I hope this provided some insight. Maybe it inspired some of you to get into designing for seniors a little more, or at least focusing on them if they are, and they most likely are a part of your demographic. If you're a product designer, Um, just enjoy it. Um, You know, that's one thing that I learned when I was designing for seniors and still to this day, even though I'm not primarily focused on seniors, like there's still, they'll always be a big part of who I designed for as a product designer. So, you know, just have fun with it. Get to get to learn more about them, um, because 
it's they're people, you guys, they're people just like all of us. Um, and you know, get the idea out of your mind that everything has to look like a jitterbug cell phone, um, you know, or some horrible, you know, terrible app that's designed for, for seniors. No, like, you know, there's apps that are designed for seniors that are absolutely beautiful. There are websites that are made for seniors that are gorgeous, beautiful design can be accessible and easy to use by seniors. Um, so there's a lot of great lessons you can learn. Um, and I hope, I hope that some of you get out there and actually start uh, focusing more on the aging population because it's pretty exciting. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I will, I, I did, and I always will enjoy designing for seniors. So thank you all so much for listening to this episode. Obviously I'm wrapping it up before you go though. I do have a favor to ask if you're enjoying this episode and this podcast in general, do me a favor and go on Apple Podcasts. Leave a nice little rating and review. Um, don't forget to follow, subscribe, do all that good stuff on whatever platform that you're on. Um, and um, share out the episode. Maybe in, help inspire some other people to start designing for seniors or at least focus on their senior population a little bit more. Um, it's a really cool, really cool group of people to work with. Um, the next episode, I'm not sure. Well, I do know what it's going to be, <laughs> although I might change it. So stay tuned. Um, I have my schedule, <laughs> but I might, I might switch up the episode a little bit, um, because of the holidays. So until then, thank you all so much for listening and I will chat with you all next time.